and welcome to episode number 160 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This show is brought to you by Fan Booster by Traject, which is the world's most complete social media management tool. And it's my tool of choice when it comes to scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. Try them out for yourself for free by clicking the link in the show notes. And you can always find the show notes by going to the episode number on our website. So this episode is onlinedrea.com slash 160. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and this podcast is all about helping online business owners build connection, create community, and make your difference in the world using the power of social media. But today I am talking a little bit about social media burnout and how you can heal that social media burnout because social media can feel isolating especially as business owners there's a lot of comparison happening we are constantly looking for ways to be better we are overwhelmed by all of the options y'all know i like to call this a social media situationship where it's a little bit of a toxic relationship like some days we love it sometimes we hate it and we want to delete it from our phones forever some days we're like oh my gosh this is amazing you know people are complimenting me. They're liking my content. And then the next day, it's like we get a hateful comment and we curl in our beds and cry. Or maybe that's just me. A recent BBC study asked over a thousand social media users how their accounts made them feel. And that study showed that social media not only added stress to their lives, but also increased their awareness of the stress that other people were experiencing. So like, secondhand stress. (laughs) So uh, we have a lot to deal with already as business owners uh, between all of the content updates and notifications, the FOMOs, the fake news. It's just like a never ending scroll, but I don't think it has to be that way. And so today I want to talk a bit about how to bring joy and excitement back to social media again, especially when we have to use it for business. Because honestly, Social media is such a powerful way to add meaningful connection to your lives and put your offer, your your product, your service into the hands of the people who need it the most. So a bit of a background as well. I love social media for connection. Y'all know, or if you're new, you may not know, I met my husband on YouTube. (laughs) So... Uh, this was 2013. We collaborated on a video together, kind of like a podcast interview, but it was before podcasts were a big thing. And there we go. Now we're married, happily married seven plus years later. But I also have met so many other people on social media. Uh, Travis Brown from Podcast Buddy and Poddex, I met through an Instagram DM. He's been on this podcast. He used to edit this podcast. I consider him a friend and I met him on Instagram. We've exchanged business, exchanged clients. It's been fabulous. Um, I met my mastermind group on social media, started off as a DM that turned into a mastermind group where we meet once a quarter. And we've done that for the past three years, been over three years now. That was from a social media connection. Some of my podcast sponsors, I met through a LinkedIn DM, just like, hey, you're doing cool things. We should totally connect, not expecting anything. And it turns into a sponsorship relationship. So when we think about the value of social media. There is value in building this connection, but it's almost in competition with some of the not so great pieces of it. So the first thing I want you to do 
is to be honest with yourself and really tap into kind of what you want to get out of social media. So yes, it's a powerful tool, but it's very easy to log in and be swept away by all of the things that happen on the platform. Uh, An example of this is with TikTok. I remember when I first logged on to TikTok, I was just like scrolling for a while before I realized, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be creating content on here and not just consuming all of this delightfully entertaining content that TikTok keeps serving up to me. So you don't have to be kind of swept away by the platform. Be honest with yourself and figure out what you want to get from social media. Like literally sit down and figure out your relationship to social media and how you want to use it. And I have a meditation that goes along with this. You can just search in this podcasting app for social media unwind and you will find it, or you can go to socialmediaunwind.com. The very first episode of this mini podcast series is how to discover your relationship with social media. Okay. So you get to decide what it means for you personally, but also what it means for your business. Is it a customer service tool? Is it a marketing tool? Is it a connection and relationship building tool? It all of the above. Uh, figure out what it means for you and don't be kind of swept away by the pings, the dings, the notifications, the alerts, the, all of the things. Um, if you're like me, just turn it off completely. I mean, I don't like being dragged by social media because I actually like it. I want to log on and have a joyful, amazing experience, have a lot of fun connecting. And then when I'm done, I'm going to log out and not think about it again till the next day. But that's how I use it. You have to decide what that looks like for you. Okay. So that's the first thing. Really be honest with yourself. What is social media and what does it mean for me and my business? Okay. My second tip is about meditation. And look, I get it. Some people are like, Andrea, you've been really preaching this meditation thing and I'm not picking it up. Okay. That's fine. You don't have to do meditation. But what I really think you do need is to build up some mental toughness and to create a safe space in your own mind to just let go and be free. Okay. So it doesn't have to be meditation. For some people, it's actually active activity. Like walking is really great for this, exercise, swimming, sitting outside. It doesn't have to be like quietly not thinking about anything. That's what works for me. Figure out what works for you. The ultimate goal here is to create a safe space in your own mind where you're not judging yourself, you're not judging other people, and you're just being present in that moment. I find that what happens is because we have this feedback loop in our own heads of all of the things we've done wrong. Then we log on to social media. It's reinforcing all of those things. So just give your brain a break for a sec, take a chill pill and just relax into that moment. And I'm not perfect with this. Okay. I don't want anyone to think that I've got the meditation thing down. Y'all some days it's a real, it's a rough journey, (laughs) but what happens is if I don't do meditation, I find that I am unconsciously absorbing the feelings of other people on social media. I see someone being indignant and they're typing away, I feel my own emotions rising. Or if someone leaves a comment and they're like, you made a spelling error in this post, I suddenly feel like that means something about me personally. When I do meditate, I find that I'm more resilient. I'm less stressed. I'm less tired. I am able to resist the comparison game a bit more. I just feel overall a better person. Okay. So 
when we're building up our social media or when we're, when we're trying to get rid of social media burnout, giving your brain that break is helpful. All right. We got to talk about turning off notifications because this is something that I've been preaching for a while. And I'm going to stay on this soapbox for just a while longer because I just don't think that they're necessary. I can't think of a single moment when having a notification turned on benefited me. It just made me feel anxious and overwhelmed. And I've been testing this for years, mostly keeping my notifications off since 2017. And this year I even started turning text messages off. So for a bit of context for new listeners, I turned off my notifications in 2017 for all social platforms and email. So I do not get email. I don't get Facebook. I don't get LinkedIn. I don't get TikTok or Clubhouse pinging me into rooms. I don't get any of that on my phone. Okay. All I get are text messages and phone calls. That's all that pops up on my screen and Slack for my team, which is like a text message. Okay. That's all I get on my phone. I don't get anything else. So when it comes to social media, I have to go manually check in to Instagram, to Facebook, to LinkedIn and all the places that I'm at. Okay. But, but what this does is it allows me to be present in those moments where I need to be. And it allows me to disconnect when I need to disconnect. So when I take a day off or an evening off or a weekend off, I'm not accidentally seeing an email that I didn't need to see, or I'm not accidentally seeing a DM from someone asking me for something. I'm not at the beck and call of anybody but myself. And so that's how I can reduce my own burnout and cycle of burnout is because I'm not doing things that I should be or doing things that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm choosing when to show up and when not to. And listen, sometimes I miss a message. I'm just going to put it out there. Sometimes I get a DM. I don't respond to it for three days. Sometimes it happens. But guess what? I still have yet to have an instance where it's a life-threatening, life-altering event. (laughs) Most of the time, if I go respond to the message in three days, I don't need to apologize and say, hey, sorry, I missed this or blah, blah, blah. Just respond to the message. Get back to that person. Typically, that's a really great way to facilitate the conversation. Anything else? My clients have my phone number. My teammates have my phone number. If it's truly that important, I am reachable in other ways. There are like lifelines you can pull. Now, I will say this. When I first started missing messages, pure panic, (laughs) like pure panic. So if this is you, uh, I want you to consider also getting support. So uh, what helps me in this process as well is I have my assistant go in my inbox and make sure I'm not missing messages. And if she sees a message that's for me personally that she can't respond to as me, she will send me a Slack message and say, hey, there's a message here from a couple of days ago that you may want to answer and leave it at that. So you can get support. I'm going to put a link in the show notes, onlinedrea.com slash 160, where you can hire a social media manager or assistant. Um, We are building up a database of these for folks who go through our trainings and it's okay to get support. It's okay to reach out. Um, And I have my team respond as me, comments as well. So it's not always me. And that's how I look like I'm on social media a lot when I really do take significant chunks of time off, but I happen to like social media. So I spend a lot of time doing things that I like. 
All right. So we talked about being honest with yourself, meditating or creating a mental safe space for yourself, turning off those notifications. I also want to talk about compassion. I find that there's a lot of angry people on social media right now. And compassion is an incredibly powerful tool to combat the online general anger. Okay. So there's a lot of people who say, you know, there's a cancel culture, you know, I just want to delete Instagram. I just want to, you know, unfollow anyone who, you know, says the wrong thing. And from where I'm sitting, there are some people where it's inexcusable, but for most people, they're just kind of reflecting their own life experience. And it just makes me want to give them like a big virtual hug. You don't necessarily have to be combative with them. And you don't have to assume the worst about people just because that's what you're seeing from them. Life is complicated. And some people go online to be trolls or they're rude because they don't have other outlets. And I feel sad for those people. So I just have some compassion for them. If it's a hateful comment, just ignore it or block them if it's particularly violent or belligerent. But most often, uh, treat it with compassion. It sounds super basic, but honestly, it's better than getting in an internet fight with someone, which I just don't have the time for. <laughs> I really don't. I much rather do a smile and some humor and keep it going. And that's what works for me. So figure out what this compassion um, looks like for you. And if you can, you know, respond in a way that is still gentle and understanding. A really good response to this that I like using, especially on paid advertisements, because there's a lot of people who get even angrier at a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad, you know? So thank you for sharing this with me. I'll look into it is a really great response. It diffuses the situation by thanking them for bringing something to your attention. Again, I'm not talking about someone who's saying something violent or like completely out of line, but those people who are like, you know, you shouldn't be selling this or why are you doing this or whatever it is, something mean or kind of combative, say thank you and I'll look into this or thank you. I appreciate you sharing what you think with me and just leave it at that. Politeness will go a long way. And lastly, I'll end this episode with some mindfulness tips. There's a lot that demands our attention on social media. And honestly, the platforms want to keep us on the app. They literally just make money for the amount of time that we spend on the apps. The longer we are on Facebook, the longer we are on TikTok, the more ads we see, the more money those platforms make. So of course, they're going to try to keep us on these apps for longer. And if you're not on the app, they're going to figure out some sort of notification to get you back on the app. And then we also get a lot of gratification from it. I know for me, my biggest one right now is TikTok. I have to like give myself parameters for this app because I will scroll all day long because I just find it very entertaining. And so when we think about these apps, we want to think about the idea of moderation and the idea of deciding what that looks like for us. So for me, for TikTok, when I'm done with work at the end of the day, I've had dinner, I've done all of like taking care of the dog, taking care of the husband. I'm just like chilling. I'll watch like 30 minutes to an hour of TikTok videos, which is kind of weird to think about. I'll scroll through TikTok for that long, but I like it. I find it entertaining. I'm not working. I'm just enjoying the app. 
Whereas when I am working, let's say I want to create a video for work, I'm going to specifically put that in my Asana, which is my project management tool, set aside time to do it, maybe time track myself in Toggle and make sure that work is work and play is play. Okay. So giving myself those boundaries and giving myself permission to use the app how I decide to use it and not being kind of drawn away by it. And the reason I want to give myself those boundaries is that it's so easy to start viewing social media as a chore, okay? Something that you have to do or viewing it with resentment. You know, you got a notification for a message you logged on, suddenly you're looking at Instagram reels or LinkedIn stories, and that's not even what you wanted to do, right? And then you feel resentment for the app and you blame the app for that. But there are things you can do to have a mindful relationship with social media, and it's just creating those boundaries. It's time blocking, logging in and out, turning off notifications, Deciding to use non-tech ways of consuming information, like reading a magazine or reading a physical book. It's doing those things that will give you that boundary so that you don't feel the burnout. And I'll leave, I'll end this episode with the thought that these are all a choice that you can make. Okay. So everything I talked about in this episode is a choice that you can make for your social media. Ultimately, this is because you probably have experienced burnout at some point and you're exhausted by it and you don't want to feel it again. So no, you don't need to delete social media. And for a lot of us as business owners, it's a huge part of our business. We can't really afford to do that, right? But we also don't have to be completely dragged by it. So it's creating those boundaries within our work, within ourselves, within our lives, and making sure that we stay within those boundaries because we know what happens outside of them, which is burnout. And you can decide what those boundaries are. I am constantly evaluating mine and editing mine. TikTok being a great example of one where I spent so much time, quote unquote, studying. And then I realized after a while, this isn't studying. I'm just enjoying the app. I cannot, I can no longer count this as work time. So now there's separate, separate needs for those platforms. How do you feel after listening to this episode? I'd be curious. Send me a direct message on Instagram. Let me know if you're experiencing social media burnout. And if any tips in this episode really resonated with you, I'd love to continue the conversation over there. And hey, if you love the show, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. You can just search Savvy Social Podcast. You will find us. We would love for you to listen to our back catalog of over 160 episodes with more to come every single Tuesday. I'll see you next week with another episode. Bye for now.